We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, how are you guys doing? Today is Wednesday, January 13th. This is Heidi St. John. I'm so glad you guys have joined me today. We're meeting right here at Off the Bench at the intersection of faith and culture. And today we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about how you can be prepared for an emergency. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So thanks for listening today, everybody. I'm so glad that you guys are here. I hope you're doing well in this crazy sort of wackadoo world we find ourselves living in right now. Uh, I wanted to really quickly, before I get going today, say uh, thank you to some people who have been supporting this ministry. Janice from Kennewick, Washington. Tori from Cameron, Missouri. Philip from McGregor, Texas, who said, I have been following your podcast on Spotify, and my wife, Gail, and I are supporting your Friendly Planted ministry and wanted to support your podcast podcast ministry as well with this donation. Thank you for all you're doing for the kingdom and for your encouragement. Well, can I just tell you right now, Philip, that that encouraged me. Uh, you guys need, need to know, if you haven't heard me say it already, that my staff very much uh, appreciates all of these notes, these cards and letters that come in, the donations in particular. Uh, it's how the Lord has really been ministering to us and helping us get this out to you. I haven't had to lay a single person off in the middle of the Rona. Even though my speaking season got canceled, the Lord has been providing and he has really been doing that through you. And you guys know uh, how grateful we are. So thank you so much for that. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Right now we are studying uh, the book of Revelation at MomStrong International. This is a great time for you guys to join us. We are working very hard over there to create a platform for you that encourages you in the Lord. And not only does it encourage you in the Lord, but it encourages you to to share what you're learning with the people that God puts in your life, the people that obviously your children first, right? But it's not just your children. It's learning how to walk in right relationship with the Lord, knowing his word so that you can defend it, so that you don't have to be ashamed, so that you can say, Lord, I, I studied to show myself that approved workman who doesn't need to be ashamed who rightly divided your word, Lord, and you carried me through because you showed me your word. And I'm I'm going to encourage you, if you're not there with me already, you know, someone said to me the other day, boy, those studies, you know, they're, they're kind of meaty and there's a lot in there. You guys, we've gotten really lazy in our study of the word. Have you noticed that? kind of lazy in how we look at uh, at the word and how we study it. You know, we want to just read our little daily, you know, Jesus calling and uh, which really is just sloppy and agape. We want to read our little Jesus calling and, and uh, call it good. But that's not what God wants. I think he, it, uh, prayer is a labor. And you guys can pray for me because I'm having a hard time doing it lately. I've, I have felt like many of you, you know, moments of just feeling completely overwhelmed, wondering what in the world, you know, is going on. I told you that yesterday and I feel the Holy Spirit just say, Heidi, be still. 
Be still, be still and know that I am God. Be still. And we want to be still. You know, God is in the in the process of shaping us, of growing us up. And you know how he does it largely? This is going to be rough. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a, a, you know, it's going to be a bummer. Suffering. He works through suffering. But in the middle of all that, he wants us to be encouraged. You know, God is the one who provides, right? The English word for provision might be translated as prevision. It means to see beforehand. And that's really what God promises us. He sees the future. He's already made a way before we even realize that the need is coming. You know, I I sensed, I told you guys a long time ago that something was coming and I was like, we need to be ready. And so our family, and I'm going to talk about this today, our family came up with a plan. Uh, Our immediate family, my adult children, uh, several of my sisters and and their families, and I think that's the Lord saying, you know, if you feel a check in your spirit, you should listen because God's showing you he's kind of, that's why I love the book of Revelation. God didn't give it to you to scare you. He gave it to you to prepare you. And God promises that he sees things beforehand. He wants us to be prepared. He is the God who provides. God sees the future. He's already made a way before we even realize the need that we have. And I don't know about you, but it comforts me to know that God sees things before I do and that nothing takes him by surprise. So whatever we're facing, we can trust him. What's his name in the Bible? Jehovah Jireh, our provider. His prevision comes before your provision. Why? Because he's gone before you. He made a way long before you even knew that the way would be blocked. And so the next time you find yourself uh, in a hard situation, confronted by difficulty, afraid, take heart and thank God that he's already been there and he's already made a way for you. Sometimes he does that by just that check in your spirit, get ready. And so today we're going to just, we're going to talk about provision, but I want you to be thanking him for his prevision that allowing you to see what's coming and then ask the Lord to show you what his provision looks like. Matthew chapter six, verses 31 to 34 says, don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. And he will give you everything you need. Don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Boy, that's the truth, right? Philippians 4.19, the same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in Psalm 34.17, the Lord hears his people when they call on him for help. He rescues them from their troubles. You guys, by the way, I'm reading uh, some of these little devotions out of a book I wrote a couple of years ago called Bible Promises for Moms. Uh, It's a little pocketbook, $2.99. And um, I'm encouraging you, buy them in like stacks of five, 10, 15, 20, buy a bunch of them, give them out to people. These are, it's like a handbook for uh, you to be equipped as as a human being just to say, you know what? The Lord's promises are true. And I'm going to lean into him and I'm going to know his word. I've also written a book called uh, Prayers for the Battlefield, really a handbook for war 
And uh, that book is divided into five sections talking about different types of war and different types of battles that we face in this life filled with scripture. And in it, I'm going to teach you how to pray the scriptures, and I hope you guys will pick it up. Prayers for the Battlefield and Bible Promises for Moms, both of those available at Tyndale, wherever books are sold, your local little bookstore, give them a call (laughs) and say, hey, could you carry Heidi St. John's books? And they'll say, oh, okay, because they know where to get them. And then as a very last resort, you can get them from Amazon. (laughs) I'm getting mad. I am getting mad at Amazon. Amazon is on my hit list. I'm not very excited about that. Uh, I want to talk to you about provision, though, for just a few minutes, because we don't need to be afraid, but we do need to be prepared. And my family and I have been, you know, uh, having kind of this emergency preparedness thing going on in our home for a long time, in our family. And I think it's really important to be to be uh, prepared to be able to take those necessary steps so that in case of an emergency, you're not taken off guard. So if you don't know exactly how you would uh, respond in an emergency or what would happen if a pipe burst in your house and your house flooded, that happened to me. That's happened to me actually three times right? Um, gas leaks, power outages, natural uh, natural disasters, house fires. These are really scary scenarios. But you know what, you guys, you can't control things like the weather. You know, you can't control what's happening in Washington, D.C. right now. You really can't. But you can be prepared. You can keep a flashlight in every room. You can store extra water and uh, non-perishables in your basement or underneath your beds. I have a friend who lives in a really small, she did live in a really small apartment in in New York City and uh, she moved out because every sane person is moving out of there right now. But she had food stored under all of the beds in her home and it was actually a really smart thing. And so uh, I think it also means, you know, map out meeting areas in the event that you get separated or if the power grid goes down, you can't get a hold of somebody on a cell phone. You say, hey, if for some reason we can't get in touch with each other, by the evening of this day, we're going to meet at this place, at such and such a place. This is really important. It doesn't matter what the emergency is. A long time ago, I had a, a really awesome girl on here. She's the founder of something called City Girl Prepper. And she helps people make bug out bags. I loved talking to her. She, I mean, this was probably six or seven years ago. She was the one who really got us into emergency preparedness. And I think, you know, when an emergency hits, you guys, the last thing you want to be doing is panicking. The last thing you want to be doing is trying to figure out what you're going to do. That's when the regret of not taking these precautions is going to, is going to kick in. So remember, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to prepare you. And so what we did with uh, City Girl Prepper, you know, for that year was we we helped you guys put bug out bags basically together. So um, this would mean, you know, anything that happens in your home that would force you to have to leave. So you want to have a bag set apart so that you can throw it into your car. It's got granola bars in there. It's got water bottles. These are just emergency situations that um, when emergency comes and it catches you off guard. Right. And so you can expect when that happens, you guys look what happened with the toilet paper. All right. When something happens, um, people hoard things. So if there's a run on flashlights before a major storm, wouldn't it be nice if you just had yours and you didn't have to go to the store and put up with it? That would be really good. Right. And so it's really important. So this sort of idea to just be prepping. If you're a beginner uh, right now, I'm just going to give you a couple of things that I want to be sure that you have at home with you, that you've thought this thing through. Uh, Don't just look, by the way, for um, a single, you know, checklist. 
you're, you're going to encourage yourself a lot if you learn from other people. There are lots of people out there online that have been talking about, uh, you know, steps to just being prepared in an emergency. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Right. Uh, One of the things that I have been stressing for you for the last several months is to be ready for at least two weeks of self-reliance. That means you may not have access to electricity. That might means you might not be able to go to the grocery store. It might mean your credit cards don't work. And so you want to be ready, not for just 72 hours. This is like the old Red Cross thing, you know, uh, 72 hours. And you could kind of have a bug out bag for that. But you want to be ready for an emergency that happens at home and away from home. And then learn what those core um things are that you need to have stored up in your home and go beyond the basics, you know, talk to your neighbors, you know, just say, Hey, so, so at Christmas time, Jay and I gave our, our phone numbers to all of our neighbors. We said, Hey, in the event of an emergency, if you need anything, uh, here's our phone number. Here's how you get a hold of us. You know, don't hesitate to text, call, come down, whatever. Uh, it's very, very important because when you can be prepared, you don't have to be a victim to, you know, whatever it is that comes. And just talking to uh, your family, especially, you know, talking to your kids. We did this uh, in the event of a fire in our home. We know, everybody knows which way to go. We we told our kids, stop, drop, and roll. Here's what you go. And so um, being ready, uh, ready for two weeks. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep saying it, two weeks of self-reliance. And we've heard this now, right? Everybody stay at home. Limit gatherings. We're all used to staying at home now. But if something happens and civil order breaks down or there's unrest in the streets, you want to be able to just stay home. All right. So the goal is to be able to survive for at least two weeks without any outside help at all, whether it's from people or from the power grid or whatever it is. So this means we're assuming we can't, we don't have access to electricity or water, um, cooking, heat, you no know, heating gas. Communication, 911 is down, there are no ambulances, things like that. So I'm going to give you guys a really quick checklist. There's awesome sites on the internet for this. Our family used one called theprepared.com. I'm going to link back to it in the show notes today because they've got awesome stuff on there. And I'll give you their checklist uh, summary. Mm, uh, Right. Well, I'll just give it to you right now. So you've got a piece of paper and a pencil. uh, Jot this stuff down because it's important. And, you know, someone said, oh, you know, you're... You know, you're one of those crazy conspiracy theorists. Uh, What's happening right now on the streets of Seattle is not a conspiracy. It's real. And so you can listen to me or not listen to me and you can turn it off right now if you want to, but I'm going to give you an awesome home checklist. Okay, you ready? So I, I always tell people store 15 gallons of potable water per person. That's roughly a gallon a day. And you're like, we're not going to go through that. If in case of an emergency, you would ration it, but you'd be amazed at how much water people drink. And you need that water for all kinds of things. Uh, you need it for, you know, washing hands. You need it for all kinds of things. And so um, you want to have a way to treat that dirty water, either through um, uh, a portable water filter or countertop water filter. So, uh, you know, look for a water filter. Here in the Pacific Northwest, we got access to lots of water as a general rule. But if something were to happen, you can get to the river and you can get the water, have uh, 15 gallons 
available, roughly a gallon per day. So remember I said we're looking at a two-week. That's a lot of water, by the way. Um, we we store ours and have for a long, long, long time in huge five-gallon buckets. And we have a uh, a gravity-fed, you know, you can turn the water bottle upside down. It doesn't need power or anything. It's just gravity-fed. And that works great. You need to have at least 23,000 calories per person. So that's 1,500 calories a day of shelf-stable food that's ready to eat and only needs boiling water to make. So that's like usually a mix um, of an extra supermarket food that you'd normally eat anyway. Um, You know, you can get special prepper food that lasts forever, but it's a little bit on the expensive side. And some of you guys are freaking out right now and you're like, I haven't done anything. That's okay. Just buy more than you normally would. All right. Um, you want to be able to, to cook. Like we've got a, you know, we switched years ago. We switched mostly to cast iron, which I love. We love our cast iron, uh, but lighters, matches, you know, backup fire starters, things like that. Flashlights, candles, um, these kinds of things available, obviously, uh, on Amazon, we've had them on Amazon subscribe and save for a long, long time. I'm trying to figure out ways now that I can live without Amazon since we've all been, you know, ronified and we're super dependent. Um, but just that stocking up, really important headlamps. There's a really cool headlamp. My mother-in-law actually got one for Jay for Christmas. I really liked it. Um, but you want to have some indoor safe heaters, extra blankets, you know, so before you give all your blankets away, think, okay, in the case of an, of a power outage, do we have enough blankets? Do we have, um, pan, uh, fans that we can power with USB cables, things like that. Um, and then shelter would be like a, you know, a cheap, tarp, anything you can find at your local store. This comes handy in handy for improvised shelters, plugging holes in your house, you know, crazy things like that. Clearing debris, also cleaning up Legos. Ask me how I know. <laughs> um, store up on wet wipes. We did this. Hand sanitizer, camp soap, anything that uh, they have, you know, um, wet wipes that kind of serve as like washcloths and it's fantastic. Spare batteries, rechargers, Uh, We've got some small solar chargers at our house uh, and you might want to have those available to you. My husband has a a box that has emergency tools and an axe and a shovel, work gloves, that kind of thing. Zip ties, everybody needs zip ties, duct tape, things like that. Uh, And then obviously um, self-defense, we'll go into it another time. Let's just say I'm a huge uh, believer in the Second Amendment. cash on hand as much as you can reasonably afford to have that's not in a bank that doesn't need require you to go down to a an ATM machine. And then think about things that you wouldn't normally think about. One of the things that Jennifer taught me several years ago was how important it is to have little things like board games, um headphones, anything that would you would use for just entertainment that would keep you from just, you know, standing there and worrying and stressing out over things. So think about, you know, card games, things like that. Things are easy uh, to have around that your kids enjoy. And then obviously um, documents, you know, titles and deeds, insurance policies, those kinds of things. Just know where they are. Pictures of family members. If, you know, someone said, well, they're all on my phone. Well, if you can't get access to your phone, it's a really great idea to have in a envelope just pictures of your family members. I'm looking for so-and-so, that kind of thing. And you're like, this is freaking me out. Don't be freaked out. You guys are going to be more freaked out if something happens and you're not prepared. That's what Jennifer taught me uh, seven years ago when we started doing this. And I'll tell you what, I don't feel stressed about it anymore. We wrote down our important contact numbers, um, you know, numbers of our neighbors, numbers of, our, you know, it's interesting. A lot of us don't have landlines anymore. 
So we took um, ham ham radio training. So there's lots of different ways that we can be prepared. And we don't live like that. We just have these things available. This is very important. You guys, water, just too important to leave to chance. Don't assume you're gonna have time to fill the bathtub if there's an earthquake or whatever. Don't assume you're gonna be able to run to the store. Um, get yourself good water storage and uh, don't wait because it's kind of, you know, people don't realize how much water a human being needs. It's a lot, all right? Food's not as critical as water uh, since most people can survive for two weeks without it, but hey, who really wants to? <laughs> That's what my husband said. When we, you know, when we were taking our little course and she said, you can survive for two weeks without food. We were like, yeah, but who, who wants to really do that if you don't have to? So for your basic short-term emergency coverage, you don't need to think about, you know, creating, if we're too far down the path right now to think about gardening and all those kinds of things, but just have some extra shelf-stable food on hand. And you can meet this this goal in one of two ways. You can have extra things that you normally buy and eat anyway. And I'm going to link back to a list of 70 things that you can get from the grocery store right now that are really easy. Um, or you can go with, you know, the survival food, which is expensive. And uh, frankly, I don't think it tastes very good. But it's a good option, right? It's a good option. So I'm going to link back to some uh, survival tips for you. Just I know a lot of you are kind of, you know, beginning emergency preparedness people. Um, I've met some, I met a guy at a homeschool conference a long time ago. This dude was a prepper. He was a prepper's prepper. He had like one of those big container things underground behind his house. He scared the living daylights out of me. He was like, you have to have this and you have to have that. And what happens if aliens come down? And you know, I'm like, oh my goodness, he just scared me. I don't want you guys to be scared. I just want you to come up with realistic scenarios so that if something happens, what if for whatever reason, you've got two weeks worth of food and water at your house, two weeks worth of batteries, two weeks worth of candles, two weeks worth of those kinds of things. So uh, check it out. Talk to your uh, to your hubby or your wife and just say, hey, let's come up with a plan and then teach your kids how to do it. Teach your kids how to do it. A lot of you are going to be asking me about um, go bags, which is what Jennifer at City Girl Prepper, we talked about this at the podcast. You guys can actually Google it. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. You might want to see, uh, look at my original interview with Jennifer, and that was a long time ago, but the information is still really good. And then finally, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of word from the Lord because the, God's heart is just uh, that you'd be wise, right? A verse we sold our kids forever, Proverbs 20, verse 13. Do not love sleep or you'll become poor. Open your eyes and you'll be satisfied with food. We super love that. We taped it to the door. <laughs> Proverbs 20, verse four. The lazy one does not plow after the autumn. So he begs during the harvest and has nothing. It's very, you know, someone said, "Are you know, is this a biblical thing? I actually think it is. It's just wisdom, all right? It doesn't mean you're a freak or outer just means that you're wise for whatever situation that you find yourself in. All right. We love you guys. We so appreciate your support of the ministry and we love hearing from you uh, on mailbox. Monday is when I answer your questions today. I tried to answer, you know, several of the prepping questions I get here all the time. I want to say thank you for people continuing to support the podcast. Allison from Yorba Linda. Thank you so much, Allison Lance from Fort Worth, Texas and Bill from Lee Summit, Missouri, who said we are listening and being encouraged. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. I have just been encouraged by you. And you know, some of my favorite people in the whole world live in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hey, we love you guys. Join me over at MomStrong International. I've been telling you forever and ever, amen. 
Uh, I don't know how long you'll be able to find me at social media. Please subscribe to the podcast and please subscribe to my email list. That will be our primary means of communication. And of course, you can join me at MomStrong International. We love you guys. I hope you have a great day. Encourage each other. Love your families well. And I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.